0: Running 100 miles seems impossible, and maybe even kind of crazy. And it is, but we believe in big, crazy dreams. That's why we ran 100 miles. It was such a life-changing experience for us, we decided to devote this podcast to preparing and inspiring you to run your first ultra race.
1: Are you ready to fill the highest highs and the lowest lows? Are you ready to do what you once thought was impossible? Are you ready for your trail to 100? Thank you for joining us here on Trail to 100. I'm Jacob Bateman. Joined along with me is my beautiful and lovely wife, Melody. Hello. And today it's just us. We get... Hey. You you guys... to the
0: OG podcast.
1: You guys get our life update, our personal journal.
0: Yes. Well, Jacob's (laughs) going to kind of... He's going to interview me about my upcoming race.
1: So we had talked about, you know, after our hiatus where we went MIA on the podcast for a few months. And then, you know, our first episode back, we talked about me running the U100, but we didn't get an update about you, Melody, and what your training's been like and your running goals right now.
0: Yeah. So as you heard a couple episodes ago, I did not run the U100 with Jacob, I was burnt out, was not filling another 100 mile race. So my A race this year is the Dead Horse 50 miler. I did the Dead Horse 50k last year. Jacob did the 50 miler. And I was signed up for the 50 miler last year. Chickened out at the last minute. Dropped down to the 50k. So this is my redemption run. I have to come back and do the full 50. And I am feeling nervous for it. I feel like... I'm to a point in my training now where I've done the distance. I ran a marathon, a 50K, 50 miles, 100 miles. Like, I know I can cover the distance. And now it's about getting faster and tuning up my training. And I feel like it's a little bit more pressure. Because this time, I feel like this race is not just about finishing the race. Like, I want to finish it fast. And my goal is to beat Jacob's time last year, which was, what was your time again?
1: Eleven hours and forty-two minutes. Yeah, so
0: my goal is to beat that. My A goal, my this is if everything goes perfectly, is ten hours. I know that's a really big stretch. It
1: be amazing. Yeah. From where we've been to that, our that's just a stretch, just yeah. To give you guys some context, our first fifty, our first fifty-mile race took us. Almost, 14, 15 almost 15 hours it was like 14 hours 45 minutes it was but it like,
0: also had a lot more climbing it'll have
1: double the climbing than this one
0: and you know i do have to say this i'm not a big believer in like what's your 100 mile pr what's your 50 mile pr because in, in trail running every race is totally different yeah if you're gonna go for a pr it needs to be like in the exact same race you know what i'm saying so it's it's not that I'm trying to get like a 50-mile PR, which I mean, I guess I kind of am, but that's not the goal. The goal is to just run this race as hard, as fast as I can, and just just see what I can do, you know?
1: So, here's my question for you, Melody. Now that you've you've been in the game a few years, you've ran the distances, you've got the finishes under your belt. Right. You know, you're not, I wouldn't call you an experienced vet at ultra running yet, but Definitely not. you've got experience. Mm-hmm. So with you wanting to get faster, what have you done differently in your training plan for this upcoming 50 miler, which I think for those of you, I'm not sure if we said this, it's this Saturday. So we're recording this on a Monday. So it's like five days away. So what did you do differently this time around than maybe that you did, you know, your first few times?
0: I'm excited to talk about this because it's going to be fun to come back and kind of compare last year's training to this year's training. So last year I did the 50k. I had no plan. It was completely last year was kind of a train wreck. Um, I, I had a lot of stressors in my life. I was dealing with some, some mental health things and, um, my training was super on and off completely sporadic. That's why I dropped under the 50k, I was like, dude, my training has not been here. I'm not ready for 50 miles, which looking back, I actually I was a lot more ready than I thought.
1: Do you regret that? Just a little side question.
0: Um kind of, which is one reason I'm doing the 50 this year. I it's kind of a redemption. Um at the same time I don't because last year's 50k was one of the best races I've ever ran. It was yeah. awesome. I loved that race. And it was really surprising how well i did because my training was not
1: had you ever run the 50k distance before in a race was that your first time doing an official 50k race
0: i mean i'd done a 50 and 100 yeah but before that but but not a 50k race that was probably your
1: first 50k distance
0: it probably was so
1: you know you killed it on that and i don't know maybe that's a distance you thrive at just Maybe. looking forward, you know, so it might not have been a total mistake. Guess we'll find out here yeah. how the 50 miler goes.
0: Well, something Mike McKnight said, we did a podcast um, with him a little ways back. He said to test every single distance and to figure out which one you like the most and which one you're the best at. So that was kind of another reason was, yeah, I'd never done the 50 k. Like, let's test this distance. So so we'll see. Maybe that that is my race, but um we'll see how it goes after this one so what I've done different this year is I've actually trained I created a training plan and I actually ended up getting a coach too and let me tell you that has been a life changer and I I'm a coach myself and um I coach right now most of my athletes are are training for their first marathon or, or their first half and and um Anyways, I just thought like I've always made my own training plans and I was like, I'm a coach. I know what to do. I know how to build this. And but having someone that you report to and having someone build a plan for you is so, so helpful. Um, There's just when it's my own. I don't know. It's just it's hard to be honest with yourself when you're making a plan for yourself, even if you feel like you know what you're doing. And and let me also just preface like I'm I'm not a pro ultra runner like I I do not I I know some stuff I know some stuff but I definitely have a long ways to go and I needed to find someone who knows way more than I do and and I found someone who is um she's awesome. She's awesome. And she, she sends me plan every single week. I don't have to think about it. So it kind of, it takes a little load off of my plate. And the biggest thing, the most helpful thing is just knowing that I'm going to be reporting to someone. Like if I don't do my run today, my coach is going to know. Um, and it forces me out the door. So, uh, and she also, she has me running more miles than I would have had myself running. And, um, So I'm doing more than I would have done if I didn't have a coach too. So that's been really helpful. I also, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about running form. I've learned a lot about speed work. Um, And you just learn. You learn a lot from a coach. You learn a lot from somebody who knows more than you, you know?
1: I, uh, I like what you brought up there about basically the coach being the ultimate accountability partner on your running because yeah. Yeah, i've been thinking about myself um you know hiring a coach and it, because i've been thinking about some goals that i want to have which we'll be talking about here in a future episode but uh so i've been trying to determine what i exactly want to do with my ultra burning moving forward and and the thought of getting a coach keeps coming up um and because i've actually had that same exact thought i was like oh if i had a coach who like gave me this plan because now that i've finished these distances i'm not as like um i guess i could get a little bit lax because i'm like I can run a 50 miler. I've done it a couple of times. Isn't it interesting how we
0: stuck to our plan perfectly on our first 100 and now it's just, we really struggle to stick to a plan.
1: Yes. And so like, yeah, I'm like, I I can run a, uh, you know, I can take today off. Like it won't, it won't really do me in. But yeah, I've been thinking like, man, if I had a coach though, who was making up a plan for me that I had to account to.
0: And you're also paying this coach. You're like, I don't want to waste this money.
1: You're investing money in it as well. Um, almost the same concept as signing up for a race. You're never going to do that distance unless you actually pay money to to do it. Right, Um, right. Those people
0: who are like, yeah, no, I'm just kind of a last minute. No, put the money down, sign up for the race. That's my advice. Yeah,
1: and I was yeah, exactly. And I was thinking, man, like if I maybe I because I was thinking about hiring a coach at the new year. I'm like, maybe I need to do this sooner rather than later to start. You know creating get, getting in good habits because if i want to reach my goals i need to. it's the whole thing of like you don't wait till tomorrow to start after your goals you start today so amen
0: amen yeah so that's it's been really helpful and like i said just having someone like write out workouts um workouts that i've never thought What am I saying just different kinds of workouts like oh i've never seen a workout like that and just trying it and Testing it out on my body and filling it. It just has been really fun to learn This is a big takeaway that i've taken from my training that i'm really excited to share treadmills treadmills you guys They are such a good training tool and jacob is shaking his head And I know that a lot of runners who are listening are shaking their head, too Treadmills get such a bad rap. This is such a trail a running
1: rap. podcast, Melody, not a treadmill I running know. podcast. But here's
0: the thing a lot of trail runners they forget that you are a runner. You are running. Like it's important to do speed work, it's important to work on your form, it's important to do these things. And I think sometimes as trail runners, we get really lax. We just and get we into the power
1: hiking stuff. mode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like,
1: yeah, you know, it's fine. I'm going slow.
0: Yeah. Now, no, let me, let me explain treadmills. First of all, I've really enjoyed running on treadmills because, well, the reason I've been running on treadmills is because, because Jacob and I aren't training for the same race, I'm running alone a lot more. I don't feel comfortable running in the dark by myself. Uh, so I've been going to the gym and running. And also there's been some days where it's just, it's too cold. And I, you know what? I'm just going to go run on a treadmill instead, okay? It's better than not running. Yeah, exactly. I used to be the person who was like, come rain or shine or whatever, like I'm outside. And, you know, and I think it's important to give yourself those mental toughness days, like run in the snow, run in the rain. And sometimes it's really fun. I just am like, you don't have to do that every time. If you're a little bit more comfortable staying inside on a treadmill, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Anyways, so... I really love bringing my phone with me and watching a movie or watching my show while I'm running. It keeps me distracted. Um, here's the pros of a treadmill. You pick a pace and it keeps you steady the entire time. You can manage your heart rate so much better on treadmill. And so I've been doing a lot of my easy runs. I've only done one speed workout on a treadmill. That was interesting, but I've been doing a lot of my easy runs on a treadmill and it's just nice to put on my show or to put on a podcast and to just run. It's air conditioned. I keep my heart rate under 140 the entire time versus when you're on a trail, it's so difficult. I'd almost it's almost impossible to keep your heart rate steady and in the paces it should be in. So it just has helps me keep my easy runs easy. And when I'm on a treadmill, I can really focus on my form. So this is what I teach my athletes. When when you're working on running form, you want to focus on three things: keep your shoulders relaxed, stand up tall, and increase your cadence. And I've really been able to focus that on a tre- focus on that on a treadmill. When you're on the trail, there's just you're thinking about so many things. You're thinking about the weather and your gear and your food and and the terrain and you're making sure you don't step on rocks and roots and you don't want to trip and you're going up and now you're going down. But on a treadmill you can just think about your form the entire time and I focus on those three things and I noticed I was running on a treadmill for a few weeks and I noticed a difference when I got on the trail when I got on the trail I felt myself running how I was running on the treadmill tall relaxed shoulders increased cadence and I feel better I feel like I have more energy and here's okay this is interesting I haven't been doing as much weight training as I usually do because I've been running more miles. I haven't had the time. Um, and sometimes I just don't have the energy. And the aches and pains I've been having going away. I feel so much stronger. And it's because of my running form, because my form has improved. I realized that I got in this rut, and I think this happens to a lot of trail runners. I got in this rut where I was just running so slow all the time. I was not thinking about my form. It was just kind of this slodgy, trudging, slow and that was causing injuries and it was causing burnout and let's just
1: take this nice and easy
0: yes yeah aka i'm kind of running i'm kind of walking yeah 80 20 running so i it's important that i go slow
1: yeah and now
0: i'm walking you know 18 minute miles no like um being on a treadmill has just really helped me focus on my form that's transferred over to the trails and okay I could keep going you guys I've I've learned so much and I'm so excited about this so treadmills run on treadmills for your easy days it also gives you a change of scenery like sometimes like I love love the trails that's Always gonna be my favorite. I just was getting kind of burnt out from the trails in my area, so it's just kind of nice to go do something different in a gym. You can people watch. Do the people watching a gym is hilarious. And also, when you're a, an ultra runner in the gym, you feel like a bad day because everyone around you is like walking, and they run for ten minutes, and they just can't breathe, for and you're like, hours. "heck yeah, I'm so awesome." I'm and everyone's like, whoa, look at that runner. It's like, no one probably is actually thinking that, but you feel like that. I'm so. on
1: hour number four on this treadmill. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're like eating sandwiches, like on the treadmill. Yeah. Anyways, Um so treadmill running form. Okay, Um next thing that I wanted to talk about is uh heart rate training. So I've talked about this a lot in this podcast, right? I am a, a diehard um,
1: watch your heart rate. Don't go above rate. this zone. Yeah, like yeah. stay either really low or really high. Don't go in the hangout middle zone.
0: Right. Stay away from the black hole zone, 80-20 running. Um, I watched my heart rate religiously and I, I became obsessed with my heart rate. Um, to a fault, and I was getting angry. I was like, I was like punching things yes, in my runs. Like, again, my heart rate is out of zone. <laughs> your zones. heart rate like, ruined
1: your runs. It, it did. Because it really you were did. paying so much attention to it.
0: This is what my coach taught me, and it has changed my life. Don't watch your heart rate on your run. It's important to track your heart rate. She's like, we're still going to be training in our heart rate zones. Um, and she said, but I want you to pay attention to your body, listen to your body, run what you think is zoned to, run what you think is zoned for. And then at the end of your run, go back into your app and then look at the average heart rate. Ever since I started doing this, I'm running without checking my watch the entire time and I'm in the right heart rate zones. Every once in a while, I come back and I look at my average heart rate and it was a little bit high or maybe it was a little bit low. And then that just tells me, okay, next time, When I do that route, I could probably run a little bit faster. Next time I do that route, I should probably bring it back a little bit. Um, And so I'm still using my heart rate, but it's more about taking the average. What was your average heart rate on that run instead of watching your wrist heart rate the entire time. And also, the heart rate on your wrist is not accurate. It really isn't. You can't trust it. And you can run with a heart rate strap, but it's annoying. And sometimes you can't trust it either. I don't know. So just take the average. That I'm having all my athletes do that now too and because um, I was getting some athletes. Runners are type A people, right? M- I mean, I feel like running attracts type A people. There's, so there's I have a lot of athletes who I noticed they were getting obsessed with their heart rate. Uh, so it's it's helped me and I also have seen it like decrease anxiety in some of my athletes who aren't checking their watch all the time.
1: I liked, I think it was Mike McNight was just kind of saying he just kind of gauges with the whole heart rate zone he just kind of gauges like on his breathing yeah you know yeah. and he's like if i'm really breathing really hard that means i'm getting out of where i should be you know like yeah and right. i feel like that's just the whole like just listen to your body like the 8020 rule is good like it does have pertinence to us and it does work
0: of course,
1: you know, but yeah, but like obsessing over it can be like what you said is detrimental. The
0: ultimate, I mean, your body knows best. Yes, just listen to your body. Learning. That's the takeaway. Honestly, yeah.
1: as I've as I've been in ultra running, I've come to realize a lot of it. A lot of ultra running is just listening to your body and learning what your body's needs are. You know, and actually, I it has taught me more than ever to kind of, like, ask my body, like, okay, why am I feeling like crap right now? What do I need to change, you know? Like, what am I neglecting either, you know, on the run or post-run? Like, why am I not recovering, you know? Why, and why do I feel like, you know, I'm just getting beaten down by all these runs and what am I doing wrong? Yeah, And so, yeah, I think what you're saying is, like, with your heart rate, you just listen to your body while you're out on that run.
0: Right, and here's the thing. I feel like... There's, there's 80-20 running by Matt Fitzgerald, which is like the Bible of 80-20 running, right? And there's, there's all this stuff on 80-20 running. But it doesn't quite transfer over to trail running. When you're on uneven terrain and you're going up and you're going down, and it's really hard to just like, okay, I'm going to run this entire run with my heart rate under 140. Like, even if you're walking super slow up a super steep hill, like, you're not going to be able to keep your heart rate down, you know? And it also is unrealistic to like take a step every 30 seconds on an uphill or you're going to be running I mean you're not even running you're going to be out there all day you know like your heart rate is gonna go up and down when you're on the trail so I feel like if you're running flat roads every single day then it's a little bit easier to watch your heart rate and kind of keep track of the 80 20 but when you're on the trails it's a lot more difficult so you really need to learn how to listen to your body and just give your body what it needs.
1: Okay, so along those lines, you talked about you talked about uh, wanting to get faster and incorporating speed work in. Yes. So how? What are you? How do you do speed work as an ultra runner?
0: I mean, you you do it like a road runner.
1: Tell me, I don't I don't do speed work, please. Tell me what do you what are you <laughs> doing? Take me through a speed work workout.
0: So your speed work depends on what you're training for. For an ultra race, uh, you're going to be doing a lot of tempo work. Honestly, you are going to be spending a lot of time in zone three. I know with um, with just like quick like recap of eighty twenty. So running, I,
1: I don't even know what a tempo workout I, is. I know. Let, gotta... let, let
0: me explain. I'm just going to say eighty twenty running. For those of you who don't know, is you spend eighty percent of your time running at an easy comfortable pace and then 20% of your time running as hard and as fast as you can and you want to avoid the middle zone where you're just um the middle zone is zone three that's like a pace that you can that you can hold for about an hour before you're done you're huffing and puffing you're sweating um so we say to stay out of that zone three or that middle ground
1: so Here's, you're either sprinting or you're, you're light either running jogging.
0: slow or you're sprinting. That is like the really simplified version of 8020. Now with every single um, you know, thing like this, there's, there's gray area. There's exceptions to the rules. A tempo run is spending time in zone three. And when you're doing speed work as an ultra runner, you're going to spend a lot of time in zone three.
1: And by zone three, you're saying you're not at a light jog, but you're not sprinting you're running
0: you're running fast you're running hard for long periods of time okay because that that um we're racing in zone three
1: are you like timing yourself like a minute on a minute off or like what are you doing so so
0: there's different there's different kinds so um the most basic tempo run would be like for example a 15 minute warm-up then you're going to run in zone three for 30 minutes and then a 15 minute cool down Um, it's just as uh, you can also do zone three for two miles and then a mile zone two, zone three for two miles and mile zone two. Uh, so tempo runs can be broken up like that. So that's, so there's lots of tempo runs and you want to throw tempo runs in closer to race day because they mimic race day. Does that make sense? You also want to get your zone four, zone five, high intensity, shorter sprints. And you wanna do that before you get closer to race day. So like the off season is a good time to do stuff like that. Um, an example of some high intensity sprints, uh, you could do on-offs. So on-offs would be like one minute, as hard as you can, like 5K race pace. One minute as hard as you can, one minute easy. One minute as hard as you can, one minute easy. One minute as hard as you can, one minute easy. So that's something that my coach had me doing for a little bit. Um, so that's that's just kind of a basic with speed work. You want to throw the really intense stuff in, get your speed during the off season, and then as you get closer to your race, about six to eight weeks out of your race is when you want to start throwing in tempo runs. Um, but you want to make sure that you have some kind of speed work in your program all year round. Every single workout program should have, you should have these five things in every workout program. So, base training, speed work, recovery, mobility, and strength. You're just going to have different amounts of each of those things depending on where you're at in your training. So, towards race day, you're going to want to have a lot more tempo work, speed work. Um, You're probably going to... not have as much strength training um off season is is when you're doing more strength training and more like high intensity speed work anyways
1: this is a lot
0: it is a lot and i realize that so i'm gonna stop getting (laughs) really deep into this stuff but that's just kind of a taste of that
1: so what speed work have you found that's helped you the most
0: well the tempo runs i
1: so running for 30 minutes is zone three
0: Yes, yes. That's like the most simplified tempo run um, you could do. So yeah, if if you usually run for an hour, then, you know, like, like I said, 15 minutes easy, do like a 30 minute, 30 to 45 minute zone three, 15 minute cool down. You could also do, if you want to start incorporating speed work in, you could add, you could do fast finishes. So at the end of a run, the last like five to 15 minutes, zone three um yeah so i mean i mean there's a lot of things i mean it's it just it depends on where you're at in your training it depends on what you're training for it depends on how much speed work uh experience you've had um that's where like a coach is really good to have someone who can kind of help you determine what kind of workouts to do Um, yeah because honestly yeah yeah.
1: i'm overwhelmed by what you just said
0: (laughs) i know i'm like i'm like i could keep going but i feel like we're just digging a hole right now
1: so
0: (laughs) honestly do speed work find a coach who can help you that's what i'm gonna say
1: so if you want to get faster you need to get a coach this I mean, basically what you're saying.
0: Honestly, it's possible to get faster without a coach. Or the it's just going to take a lot of way research. To do it is going to be with a coach. It's going to
1: take a lot of research to do it on your own.
0: Right, right. I would find a coach. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. So, how are you feeling for race day?
0: I feel nervous. Like I said, it's a little bit more pressure because I'm trying to do this fast. Like, it's not like crossing the finish line. Now that I've done it, I'm like... There's no pressure i know that i can do it you know but i'm scared i'm really scared it, it's
1: interesting that you you have a different so i did the, the same that you, race yes, we i did all this know that. <laughs> i did this same race a year ago and i was still at the mindset of if i finish this is a success <laughs> I still believe that.
0: Well, it is. It is a success if you Like, are you going to be
1: disappointed if you finish in 12 hours?
0: Probably a little bit, honestly.
1: That makes me a little bit sad, to be honest.
0: I know. That's probably not a good mindset to have. Yeah. It's not. But it also depends. Here's the thing. With 50 miles or more, even if your training is perfect, you never know what's going to happen on race day. One little thing goes wrong, it could blow your whole race, Mm -hmm. you know? So... You know, I really shouldn't. I really shouldn't have too many expectations. I really should just go in I mean, and. You see got what your goal, right? You, get, you have my goal. You have your yeah.
1: goals, and it's good to have the goals. But well, like, I also if you finish that fifty mile race in under in in before the cutoff, which is like twelve hours and forty five minutes, uh-huh. that will be. I mean, I know it's like probably the least elevation you've had in a fifty mile race, but that will be a PR for you. For 50 miles. And I think that deserves to be celebrated.
0: Well, it'll be the first time that I finish that race. And yeah, it it's true. A 50-mile run should be celebrated. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm also a little bit nervous because last year did go so perfectly. I need to remember, okay, this year is not last year. This is a totally different and race. And you're
1: adding on 19 more miles. Right. And more verts.
0: Right. So... You know, I guess we're just gonna go in and see. But what I'm really curious about is last year, I barely had any miles, barely did any speed work. My training was not structured. I did awesome. This year, I've been I've been very structured. I've done the strength training. I've done the speed work. I have the coach. I've put way more miles on my body. I haven't tapered as much as I did last year. So I'm I'm kind of curious just to see to see the differences there. So. Yeah, it and, will be. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've been impressed with your training. You've you've definitely have ran um faster in, on your runs. I've looked at your times. You've shared your times with me and what you're doing and
0: My times have come yeah, down, which times, is really exciting. Yeah.
1: It really has. Um now you haven't been climbing mountains? No, which, I've
0: been doing a lot of flat, yeah, lots of rolling yeah, hills. Yeah, lots of
1: flats. so that definitely impactful but you know also be interesting to see you know if this will help improve your mountain climbing ability um when you get back to climbing mountains once the snow melts
0: I will say I have had a few like climbing runs and I can tell like my climbing legs are not there like they used to be
1: yeah interesting huh
0: yeah but that's that's what I wanted to do this year because I I spent you know, a lot of years just climbing and climbing, I wanted to spend time on flat and really focus on my form and get yeah. faster, you yeah. know? And I think that's just how it goes. You can't focus on everything all at once. No. And it, your
1: race is a flatter race, so you needed right. to train flat.
0: Right, right. And
1: there's still going to be 4,500 feet of vert or something like that.
0: Yeah, which over 50 miles Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, for a trail race, that's pretty That's pretty flat. low. But <laughs> yeah. you,
1: you're still going to have some hills to go up and down. It's yeah. going to be on... It's down by Moab, Utah. Um, and so there's a lot of what they call slick rock. Just this big, you know, just rock on the ground. Basically, the ground yeah. is rock. And so there's you're going to have... harder on your joints yeah, too. Yeah, it's, to, it's not even. You know, it's not like running on a road where your foot's landing flat. The rock is... You know, it's still a trail,
0: yeah. and it's
1: a rock trail, basically. It goes from dirt to rock and dirt to rock. Yeah. So.
0: So, we'll see.
1: Yeah. We'll see. Well, I mean, I've been impressed with your training. Thanks, as I've babe. watched you do it. And you've gotten a lot of blisters.
0: Ooh, yeah. I've gotten some, you know, I... I uh, was talking with a girl on Instagram the other day. I had posted some pictures of my blood blisters and she's like, I have blood blisters too. And my doctor told me I couldn't run for a month for them to heal. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to (laughs) happen. I'm just not going to run for a month. I'm not going (laughs) to
1: lie. I'm concerned about what that blood blister is going to do over 50 miles.
0: You know, I feel like the worst thing that could happen is it pops. Melody's got this nasty
1: blood blister on one of her toes and, um, it's just, it's big.
0: It's getting better. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's just, that's yeah, I just know. how life goes as a you know, runner. Just, just something
1: you got to pay attention to. Oh, of course.
0: Yeah. It, it's funny. I, well, that's, I actually haven't struggled with blisters in a long time, but now that I'm running faster and there's more friction, I'm doing a lot more flat. I've been getting more blisters, so we'll see. But I, I also have gotten to a point where I'm like, I don't even notice blisters anymore. I like get these huge blisters on my feet. They pop in the middle of the run. I don't even care. You just you just keep running, you that know? That blows my mind. I don't know. <laughs> I have
1: sensitive feet. Blisters are my worst I know there's enemies. runners out there who are the same. They're <laughs>
0: like, yeah, blister, like, what's the big deal? <laughs>
1: but, yeah, so more speed work, more blisters, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, gotta... you know,
1: you're pushing a little harder off those feet. There's more friction. Yeah, yeah, more friction going on
0: yeah so anyways we'll so we'll do dead horse this weekend we'll update you guys on how it went yeah we'll do the race recap and um yeah we'll continue to update you guys on what we're learning about ultra running and we do we have some more fun guests lined up that we're really excited to interview so anyways uh is there anything else that you wanted to say babe
1: no right. no i'm excited uh to see how you do out here at dead horse 50 miler i'm i'm not running it I'm just gonna be there for you're just support. Have a fun Moab yeah, trip, yeah. I'm just gonna hang out all day in uh, Moab. They don't let any Pacers, or they don't even let you crew at any point of it. So I just get to hang out. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But uh, best of luck to you, Melody. I know you got this. You've trained for it, Thanks, so you're babe. ready. You're Thanks. as ready as it come.
0: Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll finish it. We'll finish it. Um, yeah. Hopefully, unless something catastrophic happens, but you never know. But, oh, go ahead.
1: Thanks for joining us, everyone, here on Trail to 100. Make sure you go like our Instagram page. We will, like, Melody's about to run this dead horse 50 miler. We will post updates of the race through the course of the race you know so things like that happen all the time if you want to check out our running adventures but we also post about other runners and their adventures on the page as well we also
0: post behind the scenes at to 100 and we add some other like clips and sound bites in there that you don't get on the actual podcast so kind of fun.
1: Yeah. So check us out on Instagram. Also, please leave us a review um, on Apple or Spotify. It's so easy on Spotify. You just have to click that star button, and then you click how many stars you think we're worth, and that's it. You don't even have to type any words on Spotify. You
0: can if you want, but no, it, you
1: can't even it, if you want. Oh, you Spotify, can? you only get to put stars. Oh, oh But okay. on <laughs> Apple, you can leave us. You can leave us some nice words or mean words on Apple. Um,
0: <laughs> but, but uh, it does help us help yes. us so we can reach more
1: yes runners. yes it does uh thank you for listening we appreciate each one of you guys we honestly feel honored for our listeners out there that, that you guys choose to tune into this and and uh yeah
0: you guys are the best yes you guys are the best we we
1: appreciate you know the love and the support so thank you for that and we will talk to you all next time
0: Bye. Hey guys, it's Melody here. Thank you so much for listening to Trail. It means so much to us. I'm really excited to tell you about my coaching business where I help average Joes who are looking for a little bit more out of life do something big to find a little bit more purpose, direction, and meaning. I know what it's like to feel stagnant or like something's missing. Or like you just want more out of life. I was in the same spot. Jacob and I had just gotten married, and we were both working nine to five jobs, and we just were like, what do we do now? We we just wanted something more. And we listened to David Goggins' book, and we decided to sign up for a 50 mile race. And since then, we've done 50s, we've done Jacob's done a couple hundreds, I've done one one hundred, and and running has changed our lives. I feel like I always have a goal to work towards. I feel accomplished and proud of myself. I feel like I have learned countless life lessons that have made me a better friend, a better wife, a better daughter, a better person. And I want to give back and help you do the same thing. I'm telling you, running can change your life. If you're ready to jump in and sign up for a race, whether it's three miles or 100 miles, I would be honored to help you cross the finish line. If you want to learn more or get in touch with me, go to my Instagram at pine tree running or my website, melodybateman.biz. You have so much potential and you are way stronger than you know. Let's find your strength because it's there just waiting to be tapped into.